That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Wednesday, September 9th, 2020. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, clarifying the news on the new Xbox consoles, as well as next week's Apple event. Apple sues Epic Games for breach of contract. Android 11 is here if you can get it. A new YubiKey is here that now has USB-C goodness, and more indications that 5G is just going to continue to be super, super annoyingly disappointing this year. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. Weird day of follow-on and clarifying news and announcement segments today, so let's dig right in. It was leaked yesterday, but official confirmation came this morning. The Xbox Series X console is coming November 10th for $499 US, with pre-orders starting on September 22nd, so mark your calendars for that. More deets on the console from The Verge, quote, The Xbox Series X will be available through Xbox All Access for $34.99 per month, including Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Microsoft is rapidly expanding its Xbox All Access program in time for the holiday season, and even bundling EA Play into Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and Xbox All Access. EA Play includes more than 60 of EA's titles, including games like FIFA 20 and Titanfall 2. More on that in a second. Xbox All Access will now be available in 12 countries in time for both the Xbox Series X and S launches on November 10th. Australia, Canada, Denmark, Finland, France, New Zealand, Norway, Poland, South Korea, Sweden, the UK, and the US will all have Xbox All Access options this holiday with more markets to follow in 2021, end quote. So to clarify a bit about that EA Play news, quoting Engadget, Starting this holiday, anyone with the PC version of Game Pass, which currently costs $4.99 per month, or Game Pass Ultimate, which is $14.99 per month, will also be able to log into the service that was formerly called EA Access and Origin Access. EA Play currently costs $4.99 per month on console, and depending on how many games you want to access to, either $4.99 or $14.99 per month on PC, end quote. And finally, Microsoft released the full specs and details about the Xbox Series S budget console. That again is coming in at $299. They say it will deliver four times the processing power of an Xbox One and supports 120 frames per second, and that it's using the same CPU as the big boy Series X. Quoting The Verge, Xbox Series S delivers four times the processing power of an Xbox One console and supports experiences up to 120 frames per second, says Liz Hamron, head of platform engineering and hardware at Xbox. Quote, the primary difference between Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S is in resolution. Through talking to our customers, we found that many of our fans prioritize frame rate over resolution, so we wanted to build a console that didn't require a 4K TV, end quote. That led Microsoft to use a different GPU inside the Xbox Series S to bring the price down, one that the company promises is around three times more powerful than the Xbox One. 
While Microsoft doesn't go into detailed specifics on the GPU specs, we understand the Xbox Series S has 20 CUs at 1.550 gigahertz. This calculates to around 4 teraflops of performance, compared to the 12 teraflops, 52 CUs at 1.825 gigahertz found on the larger Xbox Series X. There's an obvious power gap here, but Microsoft is targeting the Xbox Series S at 1080p or 1440p monitors and TVs, so you don't need the same GPU power required for things like 4K gaming, end quote. Y'all should probably get used to a bunch more gaming news these next few months because the console wars are upon us. Major console generation turnover only happens, what, every five to eight years? And we just so happen to be in the midst of a big cycle right now. Sony's going to announce the details of the PlayStation 5 like any minute. And then there will be the big holiday season where all the interest will be around who's selling more units, who's winning this cycle, etc. But in the background, don't forget Nintendo, whose Switch platform doesn't quite line up with the bigger console cycles, but has been quietly killing it recently in terms of sales. In fact, according to Bloomberg, Nintendo is increasing production of the Switch by another 20%, raising its goal to as much as 30 million units shipped this fiscal year. Quote, The Japanese games maker has been struggling to keep up with Switch demand for most of this year, boosted by the runaway success of Animal Crossing New Horizons and the coronavirus pandemic lifting gaming demand. It had raised production orders to 25 million units in early August, but that has proven insufficient, and assemblers are now operating factories at 120%, the people said, asking to remain anonymous because the targets are private. The introduction of a more affordable Switch Lite variant in late 2019 helped broaden the machine's potential audience, and Nintendo is making preparations for an upgraded Switch model and a beefed-up games lineup for 2021, Bloomberg News has reported. Several outside game developers speaking anonymously as the issue is private said that Nintendo has asked them to make their games 4K-ready, suggesting a resolution upgrade is on the way, end quote. And Lord knows that announcement yesterday of a Breath of the Wild prequel was certainly big news in our house. And clarity about that Apple event for next week, September 15th. When I did finally get my invitation in the mail, I noticed that there was in fact a tagline on there. Time flies, it read. This is even though the announcement on Apple's website didn't have any tagline, as I said yesterday. So lots of folks are now thinking that this event will be exclusively to unveil the Apple Watch Series 6 and a couple other small things. From what I was reading overnight, the consensus seems to be that there will be a separate October event for the iPhone launch. Why the two events? Well, remember, production of the new iPhones is running late. But also, Apple is expected to announce the first Macs running their own Apple processors sometime this year, so maybe it would make sense for a second event to be devoted to those two blockbuster reveals. While remember, the latest version of iOS is expected this month, so maybe for this September event, Apple can focus on that. The new watches, the new rumored iPad Air with an edge-to-edge screen, those new smaller HomePods, and the first pair of Apple-branded over-ear headphones that are rumored. In other words, get all the bits and pieces announced now, then the Blockbuster announces come later in October, since the iPhones won't be ready till then anyway. Follow-up to the Apple Epic Games War. Apple continues to show zero willingness to give even an inch. Apple yesterday essentially doubled down, in fact. 
by suing Epic Games for breach of contract and actually seeking damages from them. Quoting Bloomberg, Epic's lawsuit is nothing more than a basic disagreement over money, Apple said in a filing with the District Court for the Northern District of California. Quote, although Epic portrays itself as a modern corporate Robin Hood, in reality, it is a multi-billion dollar enterprise that simply wants to pay nothing for the tremendous value it derives from the App Store, end quote. Apple said in the filing that Epic Games has earned over $600 million from the App Store, and it is seeking restitution of all money Fortnite collected through its payment system and seeking a permanent injunction banning its external payment mechanism in all apps, including Fortnite, end quote. Meanwhile, though, Epic seems to be gleefully continuing its pursuit of that whole building out the metaverse strategy, announcing a three-week concert series that will run inside of Fortnite beginning September 12th, which will be broadcast from a new LA studio specifically outfitted for live performances. First on tap to perform, Dominic Feike, quoting The Verge. This is a tour stop, explains Nate Nanzer, Fortnite's head of global partnerships. If you're on tour, you want to stop on the Fortnite stage. It's a unique way to get in front of an audience that maybe you're not reaching through other means, end quote. Epic has been building up to this for a while. The developer first launched Party Royale, a separate violence-free island within Fortnite, back in April, and it features both a concert stage and a theater space, among other attractions. Epic built what it describes as a state-of-the-art studio space in LA. It has a massive LED wall and floor and robocams that can be operated remotely. Nanzer says that much of the space was designed around COVID protocols. We've thought through all of that, he says. While past events were successful, they were also limited primarily to DJs performing in their own homes. The studio is meant to make performances bigger and more impressive, starting with Feike. This will be a full live concert broadcast into the game, says Nanzer. He's going to be playing with his band, and he's going to be playing his new music live for the first time, end quote. We all know there are things in life that you have to compromise on, but when it comes to your health, there is no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who uses your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines, their family group chat, their crossword puzzles, just because they're available right now or they take your slightly sketchy insurance. Instead, check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. And you can search by location, availability, and insurance, so literally no compromises here, because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doc you want, you can book them immediately. No more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. And these docs all have verified reviews from actual real patients. We're talking about booking appointments with tens of thousands of top-rated patient-reviewed credible doctors and specialists. I have personally used ZocDoc to find a podiatrist when I needed one for the first time ever in my life. Go to ZocDoc.com slash techmeme and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash techmeme. ZocDoc.com slash techmeme. Whenever I need to do financial research for this show, for instance, during tech earnings season, when I have to analyze how various companies' stocks have been performing, I only ever turn to our sponsor today, Yahoo Finance. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or are looking for that extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. 
They are the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. Securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors, and it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insights to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. That's yahoofinance.com. By the by, Android 11 has rolled out, but as ever, it's a rollout. It's complicated. Maybe you already have the new version. Maybe you can get it. Maybe you're going to have to wait. It all depends on the phone you got. If you're running one of Google's Pixel phones, the Pixel 2, 3, 3a, 4, or 4a, you can download the stable release right now. A beta version of Android 11 is also available for the OnePlus 8 and OnePlus 8 Pro, as well as the Oppo X2 and Reno 3. Everyone else? Well, maybe. What can I tell you? Try to get it. Maybe sideload it. It's catch-as-catch-can, I guess. But maybe you'd want to try just to try this new feature. It's called Verified Calls, and it's for the Google Phone app. It rolled out with the latest version of Android. It lets businesses display a reason for their call if they call you, with that reason showing up under their logo and name. All the better for you to screen the call, I guess, quoting TechCrunch. The feature known as Verified Calls will display the caller's name, their logo, a reason why they're calling, and a verification symbol that will indicate the call has been verified by Google. Once set up, a business will send Google's Verified Calls server its number, the customer's phone number, and the call reason, like scheduling your internet installation or your food delivery, for example. Google then sends this information to the Android device's Google Phone app. The device compares the incoming call information with the information Google received from the business, and if there's a match, the phone app displays the call as verified. Google says the customer phone number and call reason is deleted within minutes of verification to protect consumer privacy, end quote. And this is a follow-up to a story that you might have forgotten about. I know I had. Remember how garbage advertising platforms Taboola and Outbrain were supposed to merge? Well, you won't believe what happened next. Sorry, no one can resist making that joke, even me. But a source is telling CNBC that the merger is off after the two sides failed to agree on revised deal terms. Quoting CNBC, The companies place content boxes with headlines such as eight celebs who have severe illnesses or I gave HelloFresh a taste, here's why I'm never going back, and also deliver traditional web ads pulling in revenue for the publisher websites that they sit on. The companies announced the merger in October 2019, saying that together they would reach 2 billion people a month and give advertisers more meaningful choice outside of the, quote, walled gardens of Facebook and Google, which dominate the digital advertising ecosystem. In the terms of the original deal, Outbrain shareholders would have received shares representing 30% of the combined company plus $250 million in cash, the company said at the time. Though the U.S. Department of Justice decided not to challenge the deal after investigating it, the merger was also delayed by antitrust scrutiny in the U.K. and Israel. And with so much time having passed waiting for the resolution of that scrutiny, a bump in business on the Taboola side this year caused Taboola to seek to change the terms of the deal and pay less than half the 2019 terms. The companies couldn't reach an agreement, the sources said, and now it's off." 
Let's end today with some good news and then some continued bad news. First, the good news. Yubico today launched the YubiKey 5C NFC security key. For $55, you can get a USB-C security key with NFC built right in, support for iOS, Android, Windows, macOS, and Linux. Quoting The Verge. Previously, YubiKey offered the YubiKey 5 series in your choice of USB-A, USB-A and NFC, USB-C, and USB-C and Lightning. But with the new YubiKey 5C NFC that's being announced today, you no longer have to pick between being able to plug your key into a USB-C port or the convenience of NFC authentication, which lets you just tap your key on your device. You can now buy a key that offers both. Hardware-based keys offer an extra layer of account security by requiring that you either plug in the key or tap it to your device when you're trying to log in. That makes them a good alternative to text messaging-based two-factor authentication, which can be intercepted by hackers more easily than things like security keys or codes from an authenticator app like Authy." End quote. As for the bad news, there are more signs that, at least for the next year or so, the 5G hype is just that, hype, and hype that is increasingly fizzling a bit. PC Magazine released their annual fastest mobile networks list for 2020, and after testing carrier networks in 26 U.S. cities, they found that while 4G speeds are up overall nationwide, 5G is continuing not to live up to the hype. In fact, get this, they say that AT&T's 5G network is largely slower than its 4G network. Quote, There's some precedent for these results. Looking back at Fastest Mobile Networks 2012, we found the 4G installed by then-carrier MetroPCS was slower than AT&T's 3G network in many places for the same reason that AT&T's 5G network is now slow. Gs aren't magic. A new generation just lets carriers use more spectrum than they could before, but if they don't have that spectrum available, they won't get that performance. AT&T's low-band 5G is currently on channels that are too narrow to matter, like MetroPCS's 4G LTE was. AT&T, T-Mobile, and Verizon take very different approaches to 5G as well. To make a long story short, AT&T's 5G right now appears to be essentially worthless. T-Mobile 5G can be a big boost over 4G, but its speeds are only what we'd expect from a good 4G network. It isn't quite a new experience. Verizon's 5G is often mind-blowing, but very difficult to find. AT&T's 5G slices off a narrow bit of the old 850 MHz cellular band and assigns it to 5G, giving phones a valid 5G icon without increasing performance. And because of the way current 5G phones work, it often reduces performance. At locations with both 4G and 5G, our 5G phone was slower than our 4G phone in 21 out of 22 cities, end quote. As ever, PCMag tries to tell you what is the fastest network in your area, so maybe check out the piece linked in the show notes to confirm if shelling out for 5G or any upgraded phone really is worth it for you right now, wherever you're at. For instance, here in New York City, Verizon was named the winner, the fastest network in the five boroughs, which makes sense, as the Northeast is Verizon's home turf. But also, PC Mag's testers only found Verizon 5G signals in 3.6% of locations in the city. Only 3.6%. Check your city to see if things were similarly abysmal wherever you are. Football is back this weekend, which, of course, I mean Premier League football, not the NFL. 
As with the last two years, there is a fantasy league that you can join if you want to square off against other Tech Meme Ride Home listeners all throughout the Premier League season. The classic league that I've set up is called Ride Home Mutants. You can find it at the Premier League website where they have their fantasy page. The code to join the classic league is E5M0ZL. The code to join the head-to-head league, which I've also set up, is 8HWQ78. That league is called Ride Home Head-to-Head. I'll have those codes in the show notes as well as links to auto-join either league you want. Please join, although I tend to (laughs) get so pissed at how poorly I perform halfway through the season that I quit. But let's give it another go. Talk to you tomorrow.